On this DMV Sports Roundtable, the Caps seem to be having some problems. A mid-January losing streak, goalie Braden Holtby with an eye injury that has been slow to go away, and some critics saying that some of these players don't seem to have the enthusiasm and killer instinct that you need to win it all again. Here's the Tiger, Lars Eller, after that 7-2 loss to Nashville. Sometimes it's good to get a slap in the face and you learn from it and move on and eventually makes you uh, stronger and point out some weaknesses that you can work on and just kind of built on. It's it's never fun to lose. You don't want to lose, but these games uh, happen sometimes. It happens to every team. Uh, we'll come back stronger. The Wizards are coming back stronger, flying back across the Atlantic with the satisfaction of a one-point victory over the Knicks in that special game in London. And we're waiting to see where the Nats' Bryce Harper will land and how that's going to feel for fans when it's finally settled. Follow us on Twitter at DMV Sports Round 1. You have Jamal Bowens and George Wallace with you today. I'm Dimitri Sotis and with us on Skype, Peter Hassett of Russian Machine Never Breaks to discuss the Caps. I gave a little summary there, Peter, that uh, some might call overly negative. You told me in email recently, don't you know count these guys out yet. What are your thoughts about uh, approaching the uh, the midseason here? Well, I don't think we could deny that they're having some trouble. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right that you know, losing Brent Holpe this time is a problem. Some, there's some defensive problems. There's some fellas that just aren't generating the way that we expect them to, given our lofty expectations from last uh, you know, spring and summer. Uh, but we also have to account for that the, the schedule in, uh, in January and, and again in, in March, unfortunately, is pretty darn tough. And the Capitals just executed, exited a, a pretty comfy November and December where they were racking up lots of points and sort of cruised to the top of the Metropolitan Division. Uh, it's not going to be that easy this spring. It's really going to be a gauntlet going down to the end. And, and we're going to see a tight battle for the, 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 the Metropolitan champion. Uh, and to get the caps above them, they really need you know, folks like Evgeny Kuznetsov to tighten up his play without the puck and, and actually score during five on five, which I don't think he's done since October or the beginning of November. Uh, they, they certainly need to, uh, I don't know, batten down the hatches a little bit. They're, they're not where they need to be right now. Pete, do you think that, you know, a, a lull is expected at some point coming off a championship, but you didn't see the typical uh, championship uh, Stanley Cup hangover that you would expect early in the season and they came out and they played well? Is a dip like this going into midseason, going into the All-Star break, is it almost expected or is it better to have it now than get off to a slow start coming off, you know, uh, the revelry behind the championship? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it was it was a blast to watch the Capitals and especially Alex Ovechkin, who just could not stop scoring for the first couple months of the season mm -hmm. to to belie all of the the hangover talk. However, it's possible they just sort of deferred it until right. uh, until the new year. Uh, if it's happening, it's happening now. Uh, I'm not despairing, uh, and it's certainly not something that the cap the Caps are you know incapable of turning around before the playoffs come around. But uh, I think. I, maybe to, to harp on, on poor Evgeny Kuznetsov, if we're seeing it anywhere, we're seeing it with him, who's just not playing the way that we thought that he should be playing after being just so magnificent. You know, he was a, a legit runner-up for the uh, playoff MVP last year, and he's not playing anywhere close to that right now. Peter, you know, uh, one thing I look at, too, is the schedule. I mean, this even from the beginning of the season, you played a game, and then you had a week off. Then you play back-to-back, -back and then like four or five days off. And we're kind of seeing it now, too. And I understand maybe that's because they played so late into June. And, I, you know, the league does this. I haven't even done the research on it. But, I mean, I wonder how that has any sort of – if that has anything to do with it. You're kind of not able to get in any sort of rhythm of playing every other day, every two or three days. Yeah. Uh, and as far as, like, rest is concerned, it's only going to get worse. Yeah. January is by far the worst month leading up to the, 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 the break. But – 
The Caps also have a really challenging road trip in February where they're going to play a bunch of tough West Coast teams and then come back and play some pretty tough East Coast teams. And then I, I, I'd say March is the toughest schedule that they've uh, toughest month of a schedule that the team's had in a couple of years. Uh, after November and December uh, and, and October as well being you know, pretty easy, uh, it's, it's not going to get any harder than it is right now. If you look at, I mean, the, although the Caps be pretty handily Boston like they always do. Uh, you know, Columbus really gave them a walloping. Yeah. Um, uh, San Jose is coming up. Toronto's coming up. And I think they've got three games against Tampa in March. And, and I mean, Tampa's the best team in the league by a mile. They might be the best team that we've seen in a decade. So it, it's it's really, it's really going to be a challenge for this team even before they make the playoffs, which they're certainly going to do but they might not do with the division title in their hands. And you see, you know, you talk about Tampa. I'm looking at the standings. They have 74 points. Toronto's in second with 60 points right now. I mean, they're just running away with the Eastern Conference. But then, you know, Columbus, Capitals, Bruins all tied at 59. Then the Islanders, 58. The Highlanders are probably playing. That's one of the surprise teams in the league. But I mean, they're still kind of bunched up right there, and the Caps only a point out of second. So it's not like, you know, it's – and they're in their, their little bit of a, a slide here. So, I, you know, everybody's going to – sounds like everybody's playing each other. So I don't expect them to – kind of take a nosedive here, do you? Uh, no, but I, I do think they're going to have a hard time holding on to yeah. that number one spot. I, I think Columbus already took the step above them there, and I, I have a feeling the Caps are going to lose a little bit more space. Um, I'm, I'm also with you on finding the Islanders' performances here to be surprising. Yeah. Uh, I think they probably banked enough points at this point to become a playoff team. Which is kind of crazy, right? I mean, nobody really expected that. Heck no. And, right. you know, credit to Barry Trotz, who's sure. coming to town tonight uh, for, for doing so. Uh, I also I still kind of think they're a paper tiger and we're going to are going to fall off pretty hard in the back half of the season, uh, especially with the, the Carolina Hurricanes sort of starting to get things together, may have some scoring all of a sudden. Uh, it's going to be a fun race to the fi- to the end of the, the season, especially in this division. Uh, but fun doesn't always necessarily mean good for the Capitals. <laughs> right. What are your thoughts on Ovi taking off? Uh, not participating in the all-star weekend he was voted the captain and has chosen to sit out the festivities to you know kind of concentrate on the second half of the season and making a run in the postseason how do you think that will affect him and the energy from him to with the rest of the team in making the push in the postseason where it makes the most uh, difference instead of making a joke about like a typical selfish russian i'll say that there's <laughs> no player in the capitals or the, or the eastern conference that's banked as much goodwill uh, for being a good sport, as Alex Ovechkin has over the last decade and change. Uh, if the dude wants to take a game off, and, and I think he's one of the most durable, top five durable players that we've seen in the NHL since he entered the NHL. The, the guy just doesn't miss games. Uh, he had, you know, like one suspension and two minor injuries, and every once in a while he'll take off one game before the playoffs. Yeah, if he wants to skip an all-star game, he's done his time to, you know, Gary Bettman yeah. and the owners. Uh it's it's absolutely fine. He he's going to rest up and then he's going to put a hat trick up at some point at the end of the season or in the playoffs, and we're going to say, "Yep, that was worth it." And I don't uh, think he's, gonna, he's not going to get crushed for it either. He's not going to get crushed for it either. I don't think. Do you? No, I, I think there's 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 guys that are going to crush him no matter what he does. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. so we mm-hmm. could just sort of. Uh, you know, give them the suspicious side eye and move on with our days. They're always based roughly around Toronto. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, here in the States, I think everyone knows that that Ovi's the goodest of good sports. Uh, he's made the, the, the all-star game worth watching a handful of times. Uh, they'll be fine with Adam, and it's it's probably good to start showcasing younger players. I feel like uh, part of the collective bargaining agreement that's going to be coming down the line in the next 18 months is going to be allowing veteran players who've done a bunch of all-star games 
to say, yeah, I'm going to take this one off and you don't get to suspend me one game for it. Uh, and th- that's a that's a pretty easy negotiation to happen. If you know if you've done five all star games, if you're you skip that trip to you know, Barbados that the other that your teammates are doing. Uh, yeah, if you've done that five times, you could take one off. That's fine. And I like the reasoning behind it. You know, the mentality that he's going to recoup his body. He, you know, thank you for making me a captain. Thank you for getting me back to the all-star. But I have a bigger goal in mind now that I've tasted the Stanley Cup and got to the finals and won a championship. I want to recoup, get ready, because I know what's coming. And if I'm going to take this team to a back-to-back title or at least get to the Stanley Cup finals again, I've got to be in the best shape of my life to get back and make a push in the second half of the season, especially with the schedule uh, that you mentioned earlier. Yeah, I mean, maybe we're just a bunch of reasonable folks. Right. <laughs> uh, but that just doesn't seem that that big controversial to me. Ovi's mm-hmm. uh, a smart dude. He knows his limits. Right on. Good. More, more power to him, right? Right. Can we uh, talk a little more about this eye injury? I know that there is very good reason to obscure and not be so clear about which player is hurt and exactly how he may be hurt. I mean, is that something to really worry about with uh, with Braden Holtby? I'm not a professional athlete, but I have felt the travails and anguish of scratching my eye uh, in the past. And that, that could be a weird injury, I guess. But uh, there was a surprising amount of candor that came out after, I believe it was the Nashville game, uh, where uh, Coach Reardon said, yeah, even if Hope, uh, Copley got blown up, which he did, we weren't going to put Holtby in because he just isn't he doesn't have the acuity to play right now, uh, which means that he's probably got, you know, a, a significantly injured like a cornier retina. And that mm-hmm. does take, you know, a week to, to heal up at times. Uh, I don't think it's anything we need to worry about. And it's it's I, I can understand why they were cagey about it beforehand. Um, but uh, I don't think it's something we need to worry about long term. Uh, you know, Hope he didn't have like a, a contact lens in. He's one of those laser surgery guys. So there was no like, you know, horrible scratch in there. It's just a, a really unfortunate injury that, you know, cost him a week of, of playing time. And if you know what, Hope he can get some rest, too. That's fine. He's an excellent player. He'll be back. And it looks like it looks like he uh, just from on Twitter this morning, it looks like he was on the ice this morning and seems okay. to be ready to go. So we'll see if that. Because anybody that's ever had a scratch cornea, anything like that, it's painful. Oh, yeah. And it, it does not go away. You know, it's it, it takes time. You're not anything, trying to stop a puck coming at you 100 miles an exactly. hour. Exactly. <laughs> you know, when you, it looks like a kaleidoscope coming toward, you know, you can't really see. It's painful. It's scratchy. It's it's all of that. But the eye is like the back or hamstring. It heals in its own time. So that's good that you said he's back on the ice. So hopefully we'll see him soon. I, I like the idea of him playing against Barry Trotz and the Islanders. You know, Barry <laughs> yeah. Trotz, you know, benched Holtby for those first two games of the playoffs, and then Holtby got in there and shut out Tampa Bay, the best defensive team in the league. Right. Best you know, thing he did, finals. right? Best thing he did was bench him those two games. <laughs> right. Yeah. I let, let him tell it. So now the the whole you know before the season or the opening night, the banner night, Trotz wasn't in the video. People made a lot about that. They're doing a video tribute to him, and I saw him give a phone interview saying he wasn't there long enough to deserve a video tribute, which I think is wrong. I think he mm-hmm. definitely deserves one. I he think does. he should get a great uh, ovation this evening uh, from the fans, and um, you know, and I think the video is is well deserved. Uh, you know, regardless of what and how he left or whatever, he's going to be a part of this franchise forever. I mean, this is what he got he, them he, to the first he got him over the hump. So yeah. I think it's well deserved, don't you? Yeah, I, uh, I think a video is too small. They should put a banner up. They should <laughs> retire yeah. his. Weird fitting jacket. They should put a statue. <laughs> the, the man brought a championship yeah. to mm-hmm. you know a major four sport inside Washington D.C. He's a legend. Uh, I, I don't care about the opening night video that much, but yeah. I, I you know I 
I was thinking about Barry this morning, and I'm, I don't know. I got a little emotional. He's he's a he's a major figure in DC sports, and he will be no matter where he coaches from now until the day he dies. What, what do you think, Peter? Real quick, I want to tell you if we're gonna you know looking forward, and I know a lot uh, you know in the playoffs, and you know Todd Reardon takes over this team, it's fine. It, you know I don't want to say they're on cruise control, but they have enough veterans. They're gonna get through the regular season. Uh, do you think you know going into the playoffs? He's a rookie coach now, and. I've heard some people talk about, you know, there's going to be a, maybe a, a time in the playoffs where there's a move that's going to be made or, you know, a, a situation and Reardon may not be ready for. I mean, is that kind of, is that the kind of thing you think that, that people are that think about as a rookie coach going in with this veteran team into the postseason? Or is it too much of a these guys have been through the war together and it's, you know, the transition has been seamless? Yeah, I think it's I think it's been seamless. Um I, I, you know, Reardon had a soft landing coming into this role yeah. as, you know, four years of AC before I became the head coach. Uh, he's, he's very similar to Trotz in a lot of ways, including really agonizing lineup decisions that he makes with the, you know, the four depth of the team. So I, 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 I have lots of confidence in him and confidence in him as a coach. And yes, there are going to be some curveballs thrown to him. You know, injuries uh, have been much rougher on the team this year than they were last year. And I think Reardon's made some pretty smart moves in accommodating them. He's also identified when things aren't working with some pairings, uh, you know, early in the season and he's made some changes. Um, he, he's up to the job is, is my position. Chris Chion just walked in. We want to give him an opportunity to talk to you, Peter, before we say farewell. I am the resident fantasy player, gambler of this <laughs> pro, uh, program, and uh, I know that the, I was taking the Washington Capitals and parlays for uh, a good portion of this season, and that unfortunately has not worked out during this cold streak here. Um, I want to ask about a guy, Andre uh, Burakovsky. There's constantly trade rumors about him. I feel like every time the trade deadline does come about, he's always mentioned in deals. It's because this team essentially doesn't have room for him, or do you think it's more that there are other teams out there that see a young player like him who's offensively strong and he basically can help others out or maybe the Caps, he just doesn't have enough playing time? Yeah, it's, it's really hard to say. So Burakovsky was a really promising player two seasons ago, and in the interceding months, he suffered a couple of really bad injuries to his right and left wrist. And then I think another second injury to his right arm. Um, and it is just destroyed his offensive potential. Uh, so he's sort of like a, like a reclamation project level. Like he's missing the lineup a bunch of times for the caps. Uh, and when he does play, he's outside of the top six. And most, you know, a couple of years ago, he would have said this player projects to be a top six forward. That spot has been entirely filled and adequately filled by Jacob Verana, who's been you know wonderful this season. Mm-hmm. Burakovsky is sort of stuck behind Tom Wilson in the depth chart and obviously behind Alex Ovechkin. So there's just not a lot of opportunity for him to get time in the top six. And his production just isn't where it needs to be, uh, which Reardon has said in, in no ambiguous terms. So although his value has never been lower... It still seems like the Caps are interested in moving him. I think he's still a, you know, an interesting reclamation project for another team, but he's not going to return the value, uh, especially because of his style. It's just not something that a lot of people in the you know hockey, hockey orthodoxy value. He's a finesse player. He's not super physical. You're not going to scam Peter Chiarelli in Edmonton for him, for example. You know He wants another Lucic type. Uh, but I, I do think it's likely that Burakovsky gets moved maybe 50-50 before the trade deadline, uh, and it's much, much less likely that the team retains him in any meaningful way after this season, which is a shame because I, I think he's a wonderful player who's just been through a lot of 
you know, tribulations with his injuries. And I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's, you know, a year away, two years away from having a break, having a breakout season, but it's probably going to be another sweater. Kuznetsov's a little cold this year, right? What's up with him? Kuznetsov has one goal at even strength play this season at five on five play this season. He is ice cold. His, his play without the puck during even strength is, is a total scandal. And it's, it's underrated as a story as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but Tom Wilson, no matter what he's rated in fantasy, I, he's probably underrated. What he's done to transform his style is legit. It's not just getting the bad hits out of his game, which he has done. And I still see you know a lot of physicality in there. So he's not sacrificing entirely. But his offense is up at least by 25 percent. I think that he's really emerging as a breakout player in a way that was a whole lot of talk in the past. And now, you know, he's backing it up with goals. I'm I'm really excited for Tom Wilson. Uh, it, you know, if there's a player that other teams are inquiring about for the Capitals, I would think it'd be Tom Wilson. And I also think the Caps would be crazy to deal him. Uh, he's been superb. I hope that you know Kuznetsov can take a lesson from Wilson at this point. I'm you know absurd as that is to say, hmm. and and get back on track. What are you guys writing about these days? Barry Trotz, Barry Trotz, Barry Trotz. <laughs> the, the big reunion. You know, there's so many fond memories. I was just reminded earlier today of the winter classic game a few years back where in celebration of beating, I think it was Pittsburgh. Okay. No, it was, it was uh, Toronto. Uh, they drank like old English forties nice. uh, in the locker room. You know, the guy's a prince. He's, he's wonderful. And uh, we'll be loving him until the day he dies. There's also a looming white house trip. So that'll be an interesting story for our comment section. That's yeah, about it. That's about it. Probably no trays of like fillet of fish and Big Macs on the, the Sterling. <laughs> the you know, ice cold French fries. I don't. I don't want to go too far off the the path, but I think those young guys probably would have preferred that than some catered meal. But maybe I'm not no, giving them I, I giving them credit. It. These are fine tuna athletes. First of all, they're college students. That's something they could probably get every day, well, and they probably but also have... something they may desire. That's my. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Not when you go to the White House. Well, who knows? I don't. Well, know. everybody I... knows that that he has had. Everybody's had McDonald's here. I didn't even you know they get McDonald's? a meal when they go there. I thought they just sit on the Rose Garden, you get a, a speech, you get a jersey, <laughs> just, and you go. Well, you gotta feed them. Wow, well, I don't know. You know, but everybody knows when you go to McDonald's, there's a very finite time to eat McDonald's. You eat it in McDonald's. You eat it in your car. You do not set out a platter of McDonald's. <laughs> you do not set out, the, the, those fries. You trying to say the quarter pounders were cold? Everything, everything was, was cold. cold. Those, and those fries go from, you know, just wonderful. And one of the best things you ever want to eat when they're hot, when they're cold, you taste the old grease. You taste, it, it's just a funky taste. And nobody wants that. I don't care if they wanted McDonald's or Wendy's. Whatever they had was out there. You do not have cold, not at the White House. You could have Uber Eats or did anything. <laughs> Postmates, something. Well, the president Seamless, paid for it. Any, the president paid for it out of his own pocket. Okay, he well, but he could also pay for Uber Eats. Yeah. Seamless, anything. Yeah. Something. Well, tell, you know, ask, hopefully buried and the caps won't get that when they get there. <laughs> yeah. hopefully, hopefully the government will be open. Hopefully it'll be open again. Hopefully the, 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 the White House chefs will be right. ready and, and able to cook. But that was not for those. That's ridiculous. Well, we did bring it back to the caps at the By end. By the way, right now, Peter, is this true? If the caps, I haven't even looked at the full brackets. If the playoffs started today, they'd face the Islanders in the first round? Oh, gosh, is that true? That might be true. I, I mm. haven't looked at the. I, I try not to look until after the All-Star break because it's just too much anxiety for me. But, wow, that would be fun, huh? Uh, let me see. One, two, one. And they're kind of a promising team with Barzil there, even though they lost to Varth. Um, Caps is the fourth right now, 4-5. Oh, they're a point. It'd be the Bruins, it looks like. 
Oh, that's good. Four that's, can't, that's excellent. Yeah, don't, they want to play the Bruins the rest <laughs> yeah, of the they, year. They can handle them. <laughs> if they night. play the Bruins from now until the end of time. I still wouldn't <laughs> want. Yeah, but I still wouldn't want to see the Bruins over the Islanders personally. I think the Bruins, even though they don't have a what are they having the ones in 2014 against the Caps? But it's like 14 straight, right, Peter? I Something still like that. Think they're, they're better than the Isles. It, it's been a number of years yeah. since the beginning of the Trotz administration mm-hmm. that the Caps have just whipped the Bruins. Um, I, I think the Islanders are, are overrated, and I think the Caps could whip them, but yeah. that would be a fun series to watch. I think I can speak for everybody, Peter. We love having you on every time. We learn a lot, yeah. and it's always fun. So thank you. Uh, thank you, guys. It. Have a great one. Thanks, Peter. Enjoy yeah. tonight. All right. Peter Hassett of Russian Machine Never Breaks. More of the DMV Sports Roundtable in a moment. First, there is another podcast we'd appreciate you listening to. Check this out. Imagine the home you've always known sinking into oblivion. We want to save a community, uh, a way of life. A Virginia island, population 460, is being swallowed by the Chesapeake Bay. The first full-fledged town that's probably going to get lost to sea level rise in America. Can disaster be stopped? Should it be? Shall the Lord destroy Tangier? Going Under, the story of Tangier Island. Available on Podcast One, iTunes, and at goingunderpodcast.com. You guys want to move on to the Wiz a little bit? Ted Leonsis is on quite a promotional tour here as they uh, beat the Knicks by this one be point in London. Short conversation. <laughs> hmm. well, I, mean, you know, I mean, what's he saying? Uh, let's uh, let's go for the playoffs. Why not? What, what is he supposed to say? I mean, even if they wanted to tank, they'll probably mess that up too. So I mean, what is he? What is he supposed to say? No, but he said no tanking, right? Well, who's what? Would, what's he supposed to say? Who's getting out of there and say we're tanking? That's what we're doing. That's it. That's true. That's a good and, point. And if you do that, the league is going to say, no, shut up. You don't say that because we true. don't want you to do that. Didn't Mark Cuban say that last yeah, year? Yeah, they like, no, trouble. you yeah. don't do that. So he can't say that now. And he, I guarantee you, even if they tried to, they would win by mistake, just like they did yesterday. <laughs> that's one of the flukiest just, things I've ever seen in my life. Just wait, that's, just wait for all the not talk Not a winning now. layup, not a winning shot, not a winning free throw, three-pointer. A winning goaltending call. Wait for all the talk now that that's turned the season around. That bonding trip to London and Kensington Palace and Abbey Road and look out. Turn around anything is just first. Look of all, out. First of all, you're down again by 19 or 20. Don't they lead the league in being down the most quarters by 20 points? I like this topic. This gets you the most Ta- going. It no, it doesn't. <laughs> I'm waiting. For, I'm, I'm trying to get past this so we can talk about the defunction of the Redskins. No, <laughs> we're not doing that. I'm, that that season's over. No, we're no, no, on. no. They're not. We're done. moving on. No, 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 no. Nothing's changing. Continuity. J one's continuity. It's, you're getting it, but it's not continuity the way you're going about doing it. I guess Just we've saying. already switched the media. I'm sorry. We're done. We're done. <laughs> I guess we've already that's fine. that's fine with me. We're we're done. Done. The Wizards. But uh, what, what's going on is only one coach is is gone. Right. No one's going to. Uh, fish, yeah. no, they didn't even officially they, nobody. They haven't announced it, but Kotwika with the Falcons. Right, he took another job. Right, Olavadati's been given permission. The linebackers right. coach to interview. Uh, but and is, uh, is, that's about it. Is Toyin Gray in? He's out? still here, supposedly. Well, what? See, this is what I'm talking about. That's why it can't go. We, I'm with you, George. I want it to be over with and continuity, but they can't. They do things ass backwards. It is beyond. It is beyond how do, fathomable how this they've gone about this. It but, really is. It's how just, has they can't Dan even, made his money? How do you keep businesses afloat with these sort of practices? And the, by, by the way, and the, well, you know, we've talked to all these guys just to kind of get their perspective on things. That's BS. That's not. You're talking to Wilkes, uh, Greg Williams, <laughs> yeah. and who's the other one? Uh, somebody from from the Broncos, 
I can't remember. His no, he was no, deciding uh, between. It was one of the coaches. Oh, Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles. But there was somebody else. And, uh, and uh, Joseph's old For guy. Uh, DB, DB's Woody coaches. or something. Yeah. yeah. That guy. So you're talking to all these guys just to get perspective to see how you can help Minuski. Right. He's still in the that. building. I don't buy that. Yeah. Well, he's And now you're extending Tom Sula. So I'm really confused. But everybody loves Tom Sula. I love Tom Sula. But you're extending him for what? Because Who's extended? Did you see a report on that? They're, 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 they're talking about oh, it. Oh, I didn't see that. I saw okay. talks of an extension. For the last two days, they've been, you know, it's been reports of talk with Tom Sula for, a time, for an extension. But if Minuski's getting fired, then unless he's going to be the incumbent to be the D.C., which would be the only reason I would think you give him an extension, if, you, if he's not and you bring in uh, another D.C. next season and he doesn't want Tom Sula, then you gave him an extension for what reason? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. This team is like pretty much. I don't. I don't even know how you get fired up to talk about them at this point. The only it's, thing I'll it's, say is Kyler Murray. It's the ridiculousness Murray. of it. Kyler Murray is the person that I would look at now, where you're in the draft, unless you could try and move up. That's the thing that I can get excited about is the prospect of taking a quarterback. Wait, let me ask you in this. the first round. Do you think that Kyler Murray is this? Of course, he had to, it's his best interest to say I'm declaring for the NFL draft sure. as well. Is it a bit of a, he's posturing? Is it a bit leverage so the A's because he said if if the A's give him 15 mil, then he's definitely going to play baseball. What do you, what do you think is, is where he where do you think he's really going? And what do you think his best interest is? Is it football or baseball? I think he has said, and and I don't know this positively, but essentially that football is his first love. He's mm-hmm. shorter than five ten. Which is Between, going to be tough. He's going well. You know, people are arguing five eleven, five nine. It doesn't make a difference. He's going to be the shortest quarterback yes. in the NFL. And we can talk about Breeze, and we can talk about uh, Russell, and I guess Doug Flutie would probably be the closest to his size uh, and the little success that. Well, not little success, but the success he had uh, here and there in the, in the NFL. But outside of that, I mean, first of all, for the Redskins, I wouldn't want him. On the Redskins, if I mean, let me let me say, be not talent wise, at his size, with the way this line is currently constructed, not being able to keep Alex Smith, Colt McCoy, other folks healthy, mm-hmm. at his size, he'll be it'll be 2012 now or actually 2013, 2014 RG3 all over again where he might be running for his life and he'll have to take a beating that he is not big enough to sustain. Pat White comes to mind for me, the quarterback from West Virginia right. who was drafted in the second round. James Harrison, I think, crunched him once and yeah. he retired. Like, the next game, like, my body is not big enough to play in league. Yeah, he, I, I hear you. Even he bounced back one time with the Redskins in, 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 oh, in yeah, the preseason. Oh, yeah, I remember that. But it just, for him, for me, I think, and then you touched on something, football's his first love. And I heard uh, Will Bond say it on PTI. You asked the kid, what do you love the most? And if he says football, then you should go in that direction. Mm-hmm. If it's baseball, go in that direction. Now, if you're talking about money and sustained health and longevity of a career, then it's it's baseball, hands down to me. Of course, football, you're going to get more money off the top. You're guaranteed if you're in the first round, you're going to get more. Yeah. But at his size, depending on where he goes – if he goes somewhere they can't protect him and he ends up taking a beating, because in my mind, to me, he's like Iverson. Uh-huh. He's got the heart to go in there and take a beating, but he's so small. How many times are you going to be able to keep picking him off the ground? And does that lead to an injury that puts uh, maybe a second career after football and baseball, which he could have, 
in jeopardy if he gets hurt too bad in football. Wouldn't any responsible coach put a good line around him? Uh, huh. Maybe maybe the Redskins shouldn't be in that conversation. Well, it's, it's but. Not a, it's, but it's not up to the coach. Yeah, It's up to because the, the coach is now. So it's up to the scouting department picking the right the players in the draft, it's free up to agency. The I mean, the coach can do what he wants unless you have a, the coach is your GM as well. Yeah, maybe I should have said front office instead yeah, of coach. Front, but exactly. the point is, you got this guy. He's tremendously talented, but you got to protect him if, like if every you, QB. If you have the means to do so. Then yeah, you you, you but this take a team chance. Doesn't we unfortunately. don't? They don't have the means in terms of cap space to do it. They can't go out in free agency and solidify it that way. Uh, they can draft linemen, but we don't know what they're going to do until they hit the field. That's hit or miss. Scheme wise, does he fit? Because he's got to fit your scheme. He's got arm talent, yes, and I'm not saying that he's a run first kind of guy. He doesn't have to be, but he, you have to have a. A program and figure him out, like Baker Mayfield. You have to have something figured out, and and Lamar Jackson, where you can fit him in, and it fits what you're trying to do. You can't just throw him in a system and just say here go. Well, I think for him long term, or he could if he wants to, he could do a Dion thing, a Bo Jackson thing if he well, wants. That to. That would be tight. I don't know why that's like not being discussed more. Like he's young enough, right? I mean, why not? I mean, I, I don't know why. It's, Tell it's, the it, leagues should work something out. Like I, it's good for both of it us. Seems if he's like playing it seems like it's taboo now. I mean, yeah, I Russell. Don't, I don't. I'm not sure why Russell Wilson didn't try it. That's a good point. Uh, aren't a lot of people saying do football and then go to baseball? Well, here's why you can do football now. And I just stepped out for a second. So <laughs> Thank you, Georgie. Yeah, you, know. yeah, you, you, you walk it in. But hold on, hold on. He's going to be a first-round pick, right? That's what there are people around. So he has, a chance, he has a chance, third. But he has yeah. a chance to start now. Baseball will take you three, four years to get to the majors. Play football now. True. Yeah, you can do that. Also, that's it for me. Good night. But also, <laughs> you know, it depends on what you're thinking. If you're looking for right now, get this money now, which he already got money from With the eight. 15th overall pick. He got money already, but he will ha- he will have to give that back. Whatever that four mil they gave him, the A's gave him. Yeah, he'll yeah. have to if he goes and plays football, he will have to give that back. Well, he'll, he'll have no problem doing that no. with his first signing bonus. But like I said before, while you were out, long term money in in okay, you get that right there in football. And unless you're a big time quarterback, then you well you don't have to be big time these days. But Kirk Cousins and everybody else are showing you can get money. But you have to be around that long. Baseball, as you go, you're going to get longer contracts, longer money, and you will have more sustained health yes. on a day-to-day. Because you'll get – there's no days off in football unless you're hurt. Baseball, you can get a day or two off mm-hmm. in the series here and there, and they will keep you – fresh you're not going through a car crash like you do what no. is it what is a comparison in football players like it's, it's, every play is a car crash yeah it's a collision but that gets into the philosophy you play football because you love it right. there would be right. no other reason to and you like know say, like if, if you're only if that's half what he loves it. yeah fine either or if you're looking for sustained health and wealth for a long period of time longer period of time baseball seems to be the way to go but if your love is football then that's cool too but the problem is, he's a very small fella. Are you drafting him? <sighs> mm. If he's there at 15, I, I take a chance. I saw Mel saying he's good Dolphins at 13 right now. That's I don't think he makes him. it to 15. Yeah, I don't either. And I, I see people leapfrogging it because, again, this is still a thin class. It's him. Haskins. Then you have Haskins and Will Greer. 
Who's Haskins' first quarterback? Is Murray second? Murray second. I, yeah, I, think I would I would put him over Greer. Yeah, I think so. So I, those those would be your top three. All in for twenty twenty, baby. Just <laughs> let's go. And that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I I, I can wait for twenty twenty when Tua and Justin Herbert and other people come out. You know what's funny is about the the whole tanking thing. It's you know, well, Redskins and can wait for next year. Well, they not they may not even have to try. No, to tank. I mean it, it could be. Next year, could be a very, conclusion. very, very long. It, it, year. it looks like more of the same. And if you have another a third year in a row of over twenty players on IR, it'll yeah. definitely be more of the same. Here's, I guess, my only issue with the whole, you know, you you can point to the injuries and remember when they were six and three, which doesn't seem that long ago, but it does. Fine, but if you're going to make a concerted and a, 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 a is concerted the right word I'm looking for here, but if you're going to uh, make a real run at this and give Jay another mm-hmm. chance. Don't you think you gotta do? I mean, not keep the status quo. Like, I, and I don't even know what it is. Not pe- not many people want to come here now because of so no, much uncertainty. Not but if you're gonna give it the old college mm-hmm. try again with Jay, don't you think you gotta go after it? Like, do you gotta I, go? I think there's two things. Or they keep again because next year you're gonna have Colt McCoy and you, then whatever, and then right. But see, this is what I think, and it, and it might go so far left of what Jay wants to do every game, but what I look at what they have that they can work with, you draft, try to add some pieces to this offensive line, keep them healthy, re-sign AP, and you are a running team. Yeah. You go with Geis, yeah. AP, Thompson, Thompson, and you try to work on whatever you can work in the passing game, but that right there, an upgrade definitely at left guard, Laval cannot stay there. Mm-hmm. You have to draft some a starter there, some depth, Maybe you can bring in uh, a cheaper free agent that can solidify some depth on that offensive line. But that that should be your staple for right now. Yeah. Because everything else is uncertainty. I agree. Your wide receivers are uncertain. You don't know if Crowder's coming back. You don't know what Doxon's going to do. You don't know the health of a Paul Richardson coming back. Uh, Vernon, your, your, your tight ends are question marks. Your quarterback is a, a carousel of question marks. The one thing that you can control is beefing up that offensive line and keeping Adrian Peterson, and that's your bread and butter with those three running backs, and you try to build from there. Who's your offensive line coach? Is Callahan really gone? I work for Callahan for what I know now. What about if he does, if he really is not, if if there really is beef between him and Jay, which is what I heard, which I don't believe, and what about the Colts? Offensive line coach from the Colts that just got fired. But, yeah, he would would probably be my – my first phone call. Hurts my heart that Jalen Hurts chose Oklahoma. Yeah, I can't I argue with it. I yeah. understand why he did it. I know. It was fun to have hope for a second. Do you know how thrilled I was watching that Maryland game? When he was and there. When he was there. Yeah. And then the comeback, the way they won. Yeah. Like, oh, and the lock crowd, it up. The crowd chanting. But he, uh, you can't argue with Oklahoma. They could have three straight Heisman Trophy That's winners. That's two straight. You yeah. can't argue with yeah, that. Lincoln no. Riley is yeah. definitely the... Right now, the Heisman whisperer, he's had two in a row. I saw and one tweet said said he should join the team that, that can actually beat Texas. Because <laughs> Maryland's beating Texas the last twice. two years. <laughs> but and then also, at the same time, he has the opportunity to get back to the playoff uh-huh. and face Alabama yeah, yeah, yeah. and face Clemson and be in the contention, not just you know to try to turn Maryland around or who else was uh, Florida State or Miami those guys who also landed on their feet cuz they got Tate Martell yeah, yeah, uh yeah. It, with with the, with the Hurricanes 
but he's got an opportunity to go to a school and still be in contention to go to the playoff. It's going to be fun though with Mike Loxley for the for for to be in conversations like this. Yeah, you know. I mean, I, I thought he had it. I would have been a huge get. I thought he had a chance too, but them. then he can't. I can't argue with it. I mean, I mean, I would to me. No, you can't argue with that. Yeah. That that choice there. Uh, when Tate Martell went to Miami, yeah, because Miami was the other school that that Hertz had uh, a link with Circle. one of the coaches. Yeah. So I figured, okay, that kind of because Oklahoma still has two young quarterbacks that are going to come out and play. But I am excited for Loxley. I did mention Harper at the beginning. Uh, could it be before Super Bowl Sunday we finally know where Bryce Harper and Manny Machado? That's a are good gonna... over under, Dimitri. The Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> that, I don't. I, I Let's would... turn to our gambling expert. That's Chris. Maybe uh, Harper will go to Philadelphia. Machado will go to the White Sox, and it's going to be a lockout in a couple of years because uh, this will continue on. These teams do not want to pay. These players anymore. I'm not going to call collusion, but I think it's like smart economics on their end. Essentially saying we'll get the most value out of you for six years, and then when it's time to pay you, sign R. We'll bring up the next hot guy in the minors. Well, I mean, but um, the, the Nationals put a, a they actually up the ante after their first. Uh, what three hundred something mil? They actually yeah. supposedly will make up some it. money. Machado's really going to get. Uh, if that seven years, one hundred seventy-five is legit, is true from the White Sox. I'm yeah, shocked. That's, at that's, that. that's that's way under. He hurt himself the, in the postseason oh, I, I with his antics. I agree. Yeah, he did. I agree. I don't look, even the know market, that he necessarily did anything that bad. The market's I, just not. They're not not there. I bet you Harper's not getting the ten year offers. Who wants to? Like, I don't want Bryce Harper for ten years. Right. Who wants to suck this much money? And then look look at the Angels. When they when they signed Pujols for yeah that long and he's still there doing nothing, he's old now. If you could get a you sign the ten year fine, but an opt out after five or six, which I would think Harper anybody would want anyway. You're still going to be thirty one and thirty two. Right. Just like football, give I'd yourself fine, another chance I'd to get another payday that. while you're still young enough. Yep. To be able to produce and get another payday, I'd be fine with but that. I think the Nats will be fine. They have their off season, and I love everything they've done this off season. One hundred twenty nine million dollars in guaranteed. And, and you know what? And no matter what Bryce decides to do, yeah. they'll be fine. I agree, and I think fans will understand that. I, yeah, they, I think I'm going. Put, I think I'm going before Super Bowl Sunday, which is February third. I think mm-hmm. I'm going right around the first. What do you think? I agree with that uh, because I, spring training starts two weeks after. Yeah, spring training starts February thirteenth. I mean, I think you got to hear something soon. I mean, at some point. It's been two and a half months. Yeah. yeah. Been waiting a long well, time. They, and they, we don't officially know. The Phillies haven't even officially offered him anything. Well, I, but they were late. Uh, you, Darvish, I believe. and yeah. uh, Well, J.D. Martinez. Yeah, J.D. Martinez was February 20-something. A... So they didn't sign until February. But I, I do think that uh, I agree. That before, yeah, before the Super what do you think, Demetri? Let's get it settled. Well, that's right. why I asked the question. I also thought before, okay. But. All right, the DMV Sports Roundtable that's is fun. on Apple Podcasts, the Podcast One app, well, podcastone.com, and WTOP's mobile app. Just tap listen for Jamal and George and Chris. I'm Dimitri, and for Redskins fans, large and small, all around the world, God help us. Uh-huh.